Hello, everyone, and welcome to the News Brief on the unofficial WWE Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Jen. Yes, that is right. Your ears do not deceive you. I am back. I missed you guys, and I hope you missed me too. I'm sorry for being away from you guys for so long, so I just wanted to give you some insight regarding my absence. For those of you who don't know, I work in healthcare here in the United States, So since the beginning of November, we had a staff member on my lap leave. So I have pretty much been pulling the weight of two people and I have been working a lot of long hours. Plus on top of that, I am still being a wife and a mother to two small children. So pretty much I am the definition of a walking zombie right now. But Matt has been super awesome in understanding my dilemma. But we have some interviews lined up at my job for next week. So I am praying, praying, praying that we get some new people hired in so I can go back to my normal job and my normal hours and continue to do the news brief on a normal weekly basis. But hey, that's enough about me. Let's go ahead and dive in some topics for this week because that's why you guys are here. So Matt had already broke the news story regarding Chris Jericho being hospitalized. So there was an update regarding his condition um, on WrestlingInc.com today in the article is by Dakota Cohen and the article is titled Chris Jericho is returning to the Fozzie tour will not be able to sing. AEW wrestler Chris Jericho is a member of the band known as Fozzie. Fozzie had to cancel two of their tour dates due to Chris Jericho needing to go to the hospital for a non-COVID related issue. Jericho took to YouTube to explain that he will not be canceling the group's upcoming show in London. Hey guys, it's Chris here, and again, we are so sorry to have to cancel the last two nights in Swansea and in Nottingham. Circumstances beyond my control forced that to happen, and a lot of people, what's going to happen tomorrow night in London? Well, the answer to that is this. We are not canceling, Jericho stated. No, instead of canceling, we're going to do something different. We're going to give you the ultimate Fozzie Fan Fest tomorrow night in London, at the Easington Academy, Jericho explained that the doctors he visited advised him not to sing at any near future concerts. Jericho told the fans that they would be getting this instead. Now, here's the deal. The doctors don't want me to sing due to medical reasons, which we don't need to get into. But instead, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kick off the show, the Ultimate Fozzie Fan Fest. With the world-exclusive premiere of our brand new album, Boombox. Played for the first time ever in a live setting with all of you listening. And all five of us and Fozzie on the stage listening with you. Jericho explained. Very excitedly. Very, very excited about that. Chris Jericho spoke on the other events that will happen during this time. And what the crowd will experience. Then we are going to go to a Q&A. And you guys will provide the questions. And I'll look through them. Pick the best ones and we'll give you the answers from on stage, Jericho stated. I'm going to host that. Then on top of those things, we're going to play two of our biggest hits live, Enemy and Judas, with a special guest vocalist. You know who that's going to be, you. According to Jericho, everyone in attendance will be the vocalist for his songs. Everybody in Easington Academy tomorrow night are going to be the lead vocalist on Enemy and Judas, Jericho said. I'll be on stage deleting the charge with my conductor's wand. You know, for them having to change something such last minute and come up with this idea, 
it's actually a pretty awesome idea. Like I wish I could see something like that. So instead of you getting a traditional concert, you're now going to get a Q&A with the band. You're going to hear their brand new album live before anybody else is. And plus you get to actually be the lead vocalist of two of their biggest songs with Jericho kind of like leading the charge. I think that's actually going to be pretty awesome. I'm kind of excited to see if there are going to be some people on YouTube might be posting videos about that. So the next update is actually going to be regarding Jeff Hardy. And this is also a news article that Matt broke about, you know, Jeff Hardy being released from the WWE. So this article is also coming to us from WrestlingInc.com by Mark Middleton, dated for yesterday, December 10th. And it is stating that Jeff Hardy is reportedly locked into a WWE non-compete clause until March of 2022. As noted, it was revealed on Thursday that Hardy was released from his WWE contract. The company reportedly offered him help in rehab, but he turned them down and was then released. Hardy's departure came after the incident at last Sunday's WWE Live event in Edinburgh, Texas. Hardy was sent home after the Edinburgh show and was replaced by Rey Mysterio the next night in Corpus Christi. In an update with WWE officials, reportedly offered rehab to Hardy following the incident in Edinburgh, but he refused. The Wrestling Observer newsletter adds that Hardy was fully aware that if he refused the help, then WWE would have to take action. The decision was then to let Hardy go instead of suspending him. He was given a 90-day non-complete period, excuse me, a non-compete period, where he would be paid through Wednesday, March 9th. At this point, Hardy will become a free agent and be able to work with whomever he he wants. It remains to be seen if AEW or Impact Wrestling will be interested in signing Hardy due to the nature of his WWE release and the fact that he refused to accept treatment. Hardy was still has still not commented on his WWE release, but his wife Beth Hardy issued a statement on Thursday morning and where you can read the link here. Sorry, I didn't include that uh, tweet in here, but I think it said something about she wasn't going to speak on the matter or something like that. And so there's that one. Um, I feel really bad for Jeff. I mean, it's kind of the same scenario with John Moxley, you know, because he just entered rehab for alcohol addiction not too long ago. I mean, addiction, it's a disease. I mean, you can send a person to rehab 15, 16 times and they will still struggle with this day to day. I mean, it is a little disheartening if this is true that he did turn down rehab. But I mean, at the end of the day, Jeff Hardy is an adult. He chose to made his make his bed and now he has to lay in it. And, and if the repercussions of that is that he has lost his job. I mean, that is the choice that he's made. I mean, I do find it kind of interesting how you have one of the Uso brothers who got arrested for, what, his third, fourth DUI earlier this year, and yet he still has a job, but yet Jeff Hardy um, is being released. But I don't know if that Uso brother is in rehab and he agreed to go to rehab or what the case may be. But at the end of the day, we here at the podcast family wish him nothing but health and success. I mean, whether Hardy decides to take some time to himself and maybe join his brother in AEW, 
that could be a possibility. It could not. Maybe Jeff could just decide, you know, he wants to pursue other career avenues at this time and wants to take a break from wrestling. But whatever he may chooses, we hope he has a healthy life and has lots of success in the future. So this next story is coming to me from cageseats.com by Sean Ruder. It's dated for today. The article is titled Sexual Assault and Kidnapping Case Against Alberto El Patron Closed Due to Missing Witness. Alberto El Patron, formerly known as Alberto Del Rio, real name Jose Alberto Rodriguez Cucan, will avoid trial on charges including aggravated kidnapping and sexual assault stemming from allegations made in May of 2020. Bexar County, Texas court records first reported by PW Insider indicate that in the hearing that followed Rodriguez's arraignment on February, excuse me, on Friday, December 10th, the case was dismissed due to a missing witness. While it's not clear if that witness was the accuser, it is worth noting that the alleged victim posted and deleted an Instagram apology to the Rodriguez family last December that Alberto and his brother touted as a retraction of her story. Her story, which at the time was said to be documented by police with photographs of the injuries she allegedly suffered at the Rodriguez's hand, a graphic description of the original charges can be found here, resulted in his being charged with four counts of of second-degree sexual assault and one count of aggravated kidnapping. He faced between five years and life in prison if convicted. With the dismissal of the frequently rescheduled case, the former WWE and Impact champion is released from pre-trial supervision, his bond returned, and he no longer has any liability in the case, which is now closed. Um, This is a pretty big story. I mean, whether... These kind of cases can be very, very, very tricky because it is a he said, she said type of matter. And it it can get, there's a very fine line between these type of stories. And you have to be careful because you don't want to offend anyone because you never know if one side of the story is true. If both people are guilty. It, it's, it's just a very slippery slope. So I want to be careful with, you know, what I say and what I don't say. But I mean, if he actually was wrongfully accused of something like this, you know, this is very, very detrimental to a person's character and trying to rebuild from that when you've had this type of case against you. Um, sometimes they can, some people can never recover from these type of stories. I mean, you see all kinds of football players and things like that get accused of this all the time. You never know if it's true, if it's not true, because, you know, what happens behind closed doors, we are not privy to that information. But, you know, if this was a a case of where he was accused of something that he didn't do, I hope he'll be able to rebuild from this and be able to maybe possibly get signed with somebody so he can continue on his wrestling career. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's tricky getting into these type of stories. So, With that being said, I'm going to move on to the next one. So this story is coming to us from Mark Remondi from ESPN, data for December the 8th. And it's titled, WWE signs 15 college athletes to NIL deals, eyes developmental pipeline. 
WWE has signed 15 college athletes, including some with substantial social media followings, to name, image, and likeness contracts, the professional wrestling promotion said Wednesday. WWE hopes to use the NCAA's new NIL rules as a way to form a pipeline for its developmental system. The promotion said each deal provides a clear pathway from college athletes to the WWE. The athletes in the program, which is called Next in Line, comes from four sports, wrestling, football, basketball, track, and field. In addition to financial compensation, the signees will get a special access to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, which has resources and brand building, media training, communications, live event promotions, creative writing, and community relations. In exchange, the athletes will endorse WWE on social media and elsewhere. Upon completion of the NIL program, select athletes may earn an exclusive opportunity to be offered a WWE contract, the news release said. Among the signees are the Cavendier Twins, Haley and Hannah, who play on the Fresno State women's basketball team. Combined, they have nearly 700,000 Instagram followers. And their joint TikTok account has almost 4 million. Holy crap. AJ Ferrari, an Oklahoma State wrestler and an NCAA national champion nicknamed Mr. Fast Twitch, was also signed. He has nearly 70,000 Instagram followers. The others signed are Ohio State track and field athlete Carlos Avales, Duke women's basketball player Lexi Gordon, Wake Forest women's track and field athlete Aaliyah Hutchinson, Portland State football player John Cron, LSU football player Glenn Logan, Alabama track and field athlete Isaac Odenboxen, Michigan wrestler Mason Paris, Kentucky women's track and field athlete Massey Russell, Elon football player Sean Seaton, Northwestern football player Joe Spivak, Arkansas football player Dalton Wagner, and Alabama women's track and field athlete Riley White. First of all, where was this type of program when I was in college? I mean, this is an amazing opportunity for these college athletes that are trying to get their way into WWE. Now, I can see why the WWE signed some of these particular athletes because of their social media following because the WWE is trying to get all kinds of different attention from social media they're thinking if they can get these athletes who have these such huge followings into pro wrestling that uh, will bring a whole different demographic of fans to them and way more media attention so I can understand that from that aspect but definitely seeing them signing some people that are already college wrestling stars and some of these football players. Um, I've seen some of their pictures online and I'm really excited to see what some of these people could end up doing, whether, you know, they go to NXT first and then come up to the main roster or if they just do so good in the performance center that they bump them up to the main roster. So it's an exciting to see what's going to come. I'm not sure how long this process is going to take. But definitely excited to see what's to come from that. Um, so the last article that I have for the night for you guys. This is coming from 
Shivan Shakdeva from Sportskedia dated for yesterday. And the room, excuse me, the article is titled The Truth About the Rumored Breakup of WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair and Andrade. So there's been a lot of rumors suggesting that WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair and Andrade have called off their relationship. However, Raj Girl of Wrestling Inc. has stated that these rumors are baseless and the couple is still very much together. Here is what Cage Seat Sports reported. Some signs indicate that the reports of their breakup were greatly exaggerated. Wrestling Inc.'s Raj Girl tweeted, Word I've gotten is that Charlotte Flair and Andrade are still very much together. And Andrade even posted a selfie seemingly to Charlotte and commented, F dot 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 fake news. Well, folks, there you have it. <laughs> Charlotte Flair and Andrade are still engaged, and apparently they are still going strong. Well, guys, that is all for me for tonight. Um, don't forget to check out the awesome deals that are going on right now for you Apple phone users. If you have the Apple, I think it's the podcast app or the Apple Store app, sorry. I'm a team Android user, so I can't remember the terminology, but there's a really awesome deals going on right now for you guys to join Patreon and listen to us. Um, I'm not sure if we have any other deals going on for non-Apple users. So Matt, hint, hint, wink, wink, us Android users, we need some love over here. (laughs) Um, But I hope you guys have a safe week. Be safe out there. The holidays are coming up, so you guys... Get your shopping done. Don't wait till the last minute like, unfortunately, I usually tend to do every year. Um, Speaking of Christmas shopping, WWE actually has some really awesome deals going on as far as like their t-shirts and like their Santa hats and stuff like that. So definitely check it out if you're trying to find the perfect gift for the wrestling fan in your life. Well, guys, thanks again for listening and checking out the podcast and I'll talk to you guys next time.